Uh, this is Canuck Central, hour number two. We're in the Kintech studio. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company helping local business since 1892. Uh, Jeffro referring to some of the uh, food talk that we were having with Cheech, John Garrett. Big City Grill, forget my calorie intake for today. I'm going to grab a burger. Thanks a lot, guys. Good. Enjoy your burger. I mean, listen. You can fit a burger into your calorie intake, you know? Hey, I'm not going to – I'm overrated, underrated. Yeah. It's the whole notion of um, avoiding fast food and dieting or avoiding, you know, that type of food and dieting. It's overrated. Yeah. You can fit it into your caloric intake, (laughs) having a burger. It's okay. You can have a burger if you're really craving a burger. It's it's everything else you ingest during the day that you may have to watch a little bit. But enjoy yourselves. Like The whole notion of you can't have this food because you're dieting is BS. You can have whatever you want, just portions and whatever else you eat during the day. Uh, That's my health advice for today. TikTok has taught me that if if Mm. you restrict too much, that's, that's how your diet will not last. Yes. I mean, that's it, not sustainable. <laughs> Here's that word again. It's not sustainable. Uh, apparently, uh, producer Josh is already uh, onto the big diet. Oh, yeah. 75 75 M. medium in right now. Uh, medium. That, uh, he's going 75 easy, though, I saw. Okay. so He, he was drinking some, like, Starbrecks refresher <laughs> thing. So I've heard about Old this. Oh, it's unbelievable. It, it was strawberry green tea, apparently. <laughs> no free advertisements here on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Starbrick. That sounds like something in a, in a galaxy far, far away. Yes. On Disney Josh Plus. got the Starbrecks version of the uh, refresher. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink coffee, so I was like, you know what? I'll get this one, like, tea, strawberry thing. And I, it was deemed too sugary by the people here at 650. Those so. things will get you, man. I yeah. haven't done it since. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's the sugar. I mean, obviously, I mean, too much sugar is not good for you, mm-hmm. but it's about the cal- calories you're you're intaking. Yeah. And I'm trying to gain weight. I'm on that side. I'm trying, oh. to, trying to get bigger. Yes. Kind of trying to get stronger. Yes. Have you ever heard of weight gain 3,000? <laughs> No. No? No. What's weight? What what is that? (laughs) Tell me I'm the only one who watched like the early South Park episodes. Oh, right. Where Cartman takes weight gain 3,000, think he's going to, you know, get ripped. Instead, he just becomes really, really big. (laughs) But he was already big to begin with. Bigger. Uh, Yeah. Josh would be using this in, uh, I guess, a A proper way. Yeah, a more proper way. Uh, in any case, uh, as Mike and Tawasin says, what's going on? Uh, all right. It's time for Overrated Underrated here on Canuck Central. Hit the music. Uh, mentioned that we had a fantastic submission earlier, so I did want to get to it because I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it, it, and, and this um, listener, Pigeon Talk Hockey, does not want us to debate it. He's given his his official opinion they've given their opinion yes uh listening you almost you almost said something i was gonna fit (laughs) the tweet very well too uh (laughs) listening to your voices on 650 whilst urinating during the intermission at rogers arena whilst or whilst (laughs) whilst was it whilst I would say whilst. I'm very sure it's whilst. Yeah, it's whilst. I think it's yeah, whilst. it's like wild, wild with that whilst. Stuh, that's what I think. Mm. I mean, m- m- Mr. Okay. Italian. Maybe that's how you're saying <laughs> in, in Italian. Uh, whilst urinating during the intermission at Rogers Arena <laughs> is extremely underrated. Sometimes I don't even need to go. I just want to hear what you have to say about the abysmal period of hockey that I just witnessed. 
That's uh, Pigeon Talk Hockey. Good text. Yeah, it's good. Uh, all right. Josh, okay. let's get to some more. Uh, this one from JD. Talking about Demko being traded. Overrated or underrated? Um, in terms of happening, probably overrated. They're sad again. Yeah. Always pouring cold water on the fire. Science sad and Debbie Downers. Yeah. Hey, hey, I gave you some uh, some stuff on JT everybody's talking about. That's true. So, I mean. There is a lot on JT, uh, which we might have to get to <laughs> in just a little bit. Uh, talking about Demko being traded, uh, still underrated. I do think it is a... Um, it is a very intriguing tool for this team to get future assets with. How does that fit into their short and long-term plans? Short and medium-term plans, I think, is the bigger question. Uh, but if you're taking a longer approach to this reset, then I think it is an option that you should look at seriously. Hey, I, I, I don't mind it as an option. Um, I'm, I'm ultimately skeptical. You get all the uh, pieces that you want. But if you get what we talked about, you get that pick, you get a, a top four potential right side defenseman, and you get a centerman with some upside, that's of a package, which would be more than what you got for Bo. If you get all three of those things, that might be hard to say no to. I'm just not sure that's going to happen. Uh, take back Cal Peterson. Do it. Yeah, that's anyway. the team. That's the team to watch for that, me. If there's one team to watch, it's the LA Kings. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's it on Demko. Next, uh, Kieran, how much influence does Elias Pettersson have on management's decision? I guess I phrased that like a question. Let's phrase it differently. How much influence Elias Pettersson has on management's decisions moving forward? Overrated or underrated? I'd say overrated. Like, I don't, as much as, yes, they're obviously going to be, you know, talking to Patterson, trying to impress them. I don't think they're going through the list of players saying, what do you think of him? Yeah. Yes? No? JT? No? Should we just dump him? Like, you know, now, now, if if he comes and says, I don't want to play with this guy, would Vancouver maybe do everything they can to move that player, depending on the situation? Maybe to some extent, but I think the notion of players in the NHL dictating roster moves is generally overrated. It ain't the NBA. Yeah. Well, even in the NBA, it uh, it can be overrated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about LeBron? You know, helping play GM with the Lakers the last few years hasn't really worked out. I don't I, think. No, but at least I will say this, and I've seen a lot of titles for the Lakers, <laughs> but at least LeBron won a title. Yes. You know, like hey, I, it would have been better to get two multiples as as a Laker, right? The forgotten bubble title. But, but he yes, got, he got he got a title. He did. You he know, got a ring. He got a ring with the Lakers. <laughs> Uh, like I, if you're any other franchise, yeah, you take him being GM and all the hurt that comes with it and all <laughs> everything. If you get a title out of it, like, do you think Vancouver fans would care if Elias Pettersson dragged him through what LeBron did? Yeah, and they come away with one title at the end. No, yeah. Generally, it's overrated when athletes play GM though. Like, I don't think most athletes, especially while they're playing, whilst they are playing, good one. Aren't the greatest um, talent evaluators? Like, think about Edmonton. Uh, you know, Connor McDavid wanting certain players to get signed. Maybe a, a Duncan Keith. It's not that Duncan Keith was horrible for the Oilers, but was that cap hit and everything they gave up to get him really what they needed? Could they not have gone out and done something better? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think current athletes are the best talent evaluators potentially out there. But also, you know, 
Do they factor in acquisition costs, salary cap hoops, all those different types of things? It's not a great idea to have your players influence the roster moves to a big extent. Jay Huggy, JT Miller for one asset, overrated or underrated? Well, what's the one asset? I can't can't properly rate this. I think the basis of this overrated, underrated is like taking – a mid-round pick just to get off the contract, or or the ass, or you can view it as one decent asset. Yeah, and just I do one... th- I do think that's underrated. Like even when they were looking at JT before, and when looking at Bo, yeah, they got the three-piece package or four pieces, I guess you want to throw in. Well, no, you know, three pieces you throw in the, the Bavillier thing, right? But it's really a two-piece package: the first and yeah. you know, Atu Ratu. One of the things we've been talking about is would Vancouver make a trade for one really good player, one really good piece? And I think that was on the table for JT or even Bo. Like had, you know, Braden Schneider, who we talked about, like would they do a one-for-one for a guy like that, that type of caliber of player they, they've been, you know, after perhaps? So I do think the notion of a one-player trade is underrated. As long as, to your point, Dan, it's the right piece. Um, for one asset... Again, depends on what that asset is, but yeah. Um, underrated. It is still underrated. But okay. you better be, like, it's one of those things where it, it continues to be about, like, what else are you doing and what exactly are you thinking about over the next couple of years to reset the team? Uh, but sort of spells out a longer-term approach for this team if you're moving JT Miller especially for just one asset to get off the money. Uh, This one from W. Quinn Hughes this season, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated. Like, okay, last night was hilarious. You know, everything that he Mm -hmm. did, uh, the great assists uh, he he has on on the one goal, the black guys and everything. Second time he's broken his nose this season now. (laughs) Poor guy. It's been a tough, uh, tough road for Quinn on that front. But Quinn... Like, points aside, and I get there is still a level he can get to that's better than even what we've seen so far, but he's been on the ice at 5-on-5 for more goals than any other Canuck, more goals for, but has also still been under 40 goals against while on the ice, which is... Pretty impressive. Like, you think about guys like Myers and OEL, they're mm-hmm. up in the 50s. Yeah. Right? So the the disparity there between Quinn Hughes and the other defensemen is quite large. And I think it, it hasn't gotten appreciated enough because, like, there's always just this feeling that Quinn Hughes isn't good defensively. And I think he's been fine defensively, even good at times defensively this year. But I still think he can be better. Yeah. But it 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 I get the sense that people are underrating his season in the overall because the Canucks as a whole have been poor defensively, and that somehow reflects on him, even though he is quite clearly not the problem. He's not the problem. He hasn't been able to make a difference on the PK. So it's like defensively, what impact has he made in areas where this team has struggled in? And I think that's part of it. Now, they don't affect your overall numbers, the PK. Um, he's plus 11, the best on the team. Yep. And it's a pretty wide margin at this stage. It hasn't been an, a, a seamless season for him. 
Like you mentioned the broken nose, but he also had a lower body injury. Like he wasn't skating as well as he like that that rush he had up to set up Garland, he wasn't skating like that. Earlier Let's say this year. two or three yeah. months ago. Like, I don't think he was. Like, he's really come around in that aspect. And there was a while when he wasn't scoring, or when he hadn't scored his first goal, he was forcing a lot of shots. And, you know, I don't want to say playing selfish hockey, but it was like he was chasing his first goal, and it looked very erratic offensively for him. So I think there's been some ups and downs and hasn't been perfect. But to your point overall, yeah, I'd say underrated season from Quinn Hughes. Uh, next one. This one comes. It's a little bit different, but from Kevin. What's the over-under on how many games it will take Beauvillier to score for the Canucks? So, okay, uh, I think it's instructive to look at him as what? A 20-goal scorer over 80 games? Yeah. Maybe a little bit less, 18. Mm-hmm. So I think, it's, I think it's fair to say he scores once every five games on average. Yeah. Let's say. Mm-hmm. This would be game number three for him as a Canuck. Yep. Over-under four and a half. Over. Over. I'll say under. He's going to score his first goal at Rogers Arena, so it's going to be over. I, I say under because he keeps getting into opportunities with Pedersen. That's and they've true. come close a few times. And he's getting power play time. Yeah. And you they know. play Detroit on Saturday, so. It's going to be a lot of goals. Could be some goals. Yeah. <laughs> could be some goals. So I could see, I could see the under. I, I will uh, I will still say the over, though. I, I have liked uh, some of what Bovillier brings, you know, it's just simply like you see him have traits that other wingers on this team just don't have. Yeah. Right. Especially with the speed to begin with. And we know that that's a big thing. This team absolutely needs more of is speed. So I do, uh, I do like that aspect of his game. Uh, this one from William, the NHL trade deadline. Overrated. Is there any other answer? It's so overrated, man. Like, I, I don't even know how I would spin it to say underrated. Has it ever been good? Like, the NHL has this habit of actually... No, it so, was better. It sometimes was better. We, we, we have, a, uh, we have a, a tendency to think, like, the NHL is never really ahead of the game on anything. But trade deadline, they had the best trade deadline for years. They did, and the NBA had the worst for years. Yeah, the a, NBA, nobody did anything at the NBA trade deadline. There was a trade deadline in the NBA where literally one player got traded, <laughs> and it was like a backup guy, like Anthony yeah. Johnson or something. I remember there was like NBA trade deadline shows that year. Anthony Johnson, you just made up a name. I, 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 maybe I did, honestly. I may have, but it was, it was like... Joe a, Smith got <laughs> traded that year. Yeah. He was a good power forward back he in was, the day. He, he was. was all right. You know, Golden State Warrior yeah. for a while. Uh, but anyways... <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, there was a trade deadline. Nothing happened in the NBA. And people were like, the NBA's got a lot. To, and they had, like, an, a trade deadline show. I think it was on the score. And it's like nothing <laughs> happened the whole time. You're like, this is what we're watching here, the, the NBA trade deadline. So, you're right. There was a time where the NHL trade deadline was better. Like and even the NFL trade deadline, forever, it was like nothing. nothing's even going to happen. The hockey one has just become more boring. Like, the volume's usually high. There's at least 20 trades and sometimes 40 trades. But it's, like, smaller trades usually Yeah. now. You don't see the blockbusters as much. Uh, what What is the appetite for Marty Walsh to get uh, a luxury tax in place? <laughs> yeah. Is that possible? Can we do that? Honestly, Please? I think they have to get through this escrow thing yeah. this year and next year. Once they do, I think it's going to change a little bit at least. We'll but get back to like what it was a few years ago. Well, Cavs got to go up a little bit. That would be nice. Have some teams, have some flexibility. The NHL trade deadline, uh, you know, and this – 
uh, company puts a lot of effort into their trade deadline coverage, especially on the day. But as we know, like even the last number of years, all the big trades happen well before deadline day. And it's already happening again, where Horvat's already been moved. Um, Tarasenko's been moved. I, I, I could say with 90% certainty that Timo Meyer will be moved before March 3rd right before the trade deadline actually happens. So still, uh, as much as I love trades in the NHL, the trade deadline ain't what it used to be. And I think we all know that. This one from Dom. Uh, second round picks in the NBA, overrated or underrated? <laughs> Clearly overrated. <laughs> they were just flying today. Five second round picks. I Who think- trades more second round picks, the NBA or Jim Benning? I don't know. Now, before today, maybe better. Man, like, in the NBA, we went for a while where like people were like, the second-round picks are underrated. Draymond Green was a second-round pick. We were like, the second-round picks are underrated in the the NBA, and then they became so valuable that they became overrated again. Yeah, they're trading, what, five second-round picks for backup players in the NBA? Yeah. And what, one in every five or six second-round picks work out to be something for you? So it's like... The NBA... um Tanking in the NBA is, like, the biggest fugazi around. What tanking team in the NBA has actually, like, turned it around to be fantastic? To win? Okay, yeah, you could say the Cavaliers. I mean, it depends how you want to make the argument because, you know, the Bostons and the Cavs and the Lakers have even drafted high at different points. The Cavs did do well, though, to accumulate some assets to make themselves appealing for LeBron when he left Miami. Yeah. You can can say that. They got Kyrie with a high pick, and they got a couple other players, and they had some assets and cap space, and they were able to convince LeBron to come back. You can sell that argument. Yeah. Right? But it's it's still a league where your your biggest asset is – through trade and building a program like if you build the right program players are going to believe in you and then when the time is right if you could strike a deal maybe you make that big trade but all of the best first overall picks like the guys that are true franchise changers haven't generally been first overall selections in the NBA. They've kind of gone in the middle of the first round. Yeah, although like most are. Kawhi, Giannis, like LeBron, yes. But usually the best ones go high. It's they're, it's rare to get those guys that are yeah. that good that late. Right? Yeah. Like it, it, the Giannis ones, they're the exception. Steph Kawhi, Curry. A bit of an exception. Clay but, Thompson. But, but like Steph, none of these guys were top 10 picks. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought Clay was a bit higher, but Steph was a top 11 pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, thought Steph was more towards the mid-round, and then Clay was like a 9, 10, or 11th round Yeah, pick I thought Clay was in the top overall. 10. Yeah, Clay, no, I mean, no. Steph was 7th. Uh, Steph Steph yeah, okay. I mean, not bad. And Clay was 11. That's what it was. Clay, 11, Steph, I mean, still top 10 picks, 11 picks. You know, that's you still need it. I mean, somebody texted in Celtics, haven't won, right? Yeah, but they haven't won recently. They're better. Um, or at least not with a rebuild or tank. I mean, they won when they traded everybody to get... Uh, Ray Allen, KG, and you know, to join Paul Pierce, and they won a title. But outside of that, they haven't won yet. And Sixers had the big rebuild, right? Trust the process with Hinky and yes, they've been competitive, but they haven't won yet. I haven't won anything. Um, it, it's tough because you're generally, 
if a big time player becomes available in free agency, he's not, he's going to like one of yeah. eight teams, eight or nine teams. And generally, it's the L.A.'s, the Boston's, maybe a Dallas. Uh, I guess Steve Nash signed with Phoenix in free agency, so that was a big one. But generally, you're not getting a, a free agent to sign for you if you are a mid or small market. And if the, the hard news for mid or small market teams in the NBA is even when you tank, you generally don't have enough time before those guys either ask out or want out to uh, – Milwaukee turn your team around, title, though. Yeah. They, but they drafted Giannis. They did, but again, like Giannis you, wasn't a top five pick. No, though. but they still developed somebody. You can still win. You still got to develop somebody through your program. So right? here's an overrated, underrated for you. The Raptors got Kawhi via trade, won mm-hmm. a championship, developed that culture over time with DeRozan and Lowry. Overrated, underrated, playing NBA basketball in Toronto. Kawhi left right away. He had an opportunity to leave. He left. Yeah, they have a history of not being able to keep stars. But they've built the culture, like Riccio said. I think, honestly, it's similar to um, how players like look back on Vancouver now. They wouldn't, they don't want to play there all the time, but they love visiting there as a road city. Yeah, because you hear all the guys on the podcast being like, "Oh, we love going to Toronto. The nightlife, the restaurants." The but they city, don't want to live there. But they don't want to live there. <laughs> right. That's the big difference. Uh, so it's tough. Anyways. Uh, only got a couple minutes before we got to hit the break, so we'll end with this one. Justin, the Big Pink Donut at Universal Studios. Ooh. Overrated or underrated? It was incredible. I have no idea. Oh, man. I sent out a video the other day. Describe the flavors for us. It's the size of, like, a full-size cake. Okay. A donut the size yes. of a cake? That it was sounds like massive. A, that sounds like a it nightmare. It was bigger than my laptop. That sounds like a nightmare. Okay. And it was ten dollars. Ten bucks. It was that's it was, a pretty good deal. I it think. was a replica of the Simpsons donut, you know, the big pink, right? From from uh, what's mm-hmm. this, Lardy Lads Donuts or whatever. <laughs> and um, I, I will say it's the best thing I had at Universal Studios Hollywood. It that, was quite tasty. It was a sugar good. bomb. That does not sound. It was good. very it? unhealthy. Did you eat it? It definitely all? did not fit into my calorie intake for the day. Did, did you eat the whole thing? Uh, split it with the wife. That just sounds like a we didn't we didn't really eat anything else at Universal though. It's probably so. I won't eat anything for a week. <laughs> <laughs> we like walked by Krusty Burger. We're like, nope, we're not going to Krusty Burger today. I'm getting roasted for having a strawberry green tea. This guy's <laughs> this having guy's a full on. I'm cake. not doing 75 medium yet. All right, yet you yet. coward. He started early because he wants to go on vacation and look ripped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Surely it'll all change in 75 days. Surely I'll get the six-pack I want in 75 days. I'm well on my way now. <laughs> uh, all right. Dan Richo, Satyar Shaw. Uh, coming up, the official pregame show of the Vancouver Canucks. They'll take on the New York Islanders in Bo Horvat's first game against his former team. Uh, We won't have that first matchup at Rogers Arena just yet. Not until next year. But Bo will play against his ex-teammates tonight. The pregame is coming up. We'll see if Luke Shen is in the lineup. It's listed as a game-time decision. Quinn Hughes seems to be good to go per Dan Murphy. And we'll see what other lineup changes Rick Tockett has after he didn't like their performance at MSG last night. It's all coming up next on the Sportsnet Radio Network.